Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to On Deck. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. Finally got you back on the right side, Lloyd. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm confused now. I don't know which way to look. <laughs> right. We could do that Brady Bunch thing. I'm, I'm looking the wrong way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing really well, man. Uh, we didn't record yesterday because it was Father's Day. So hopefully you had a, you had a happy Father's Day. I did. I, uh, I played a, a bunch of video games and we had Bratwurst on the grill and it was a really nice sunny day. I got the lawn mode and then I spent the like most of my day was spent doing work though because i had uh, some end of the year school stuff to work on and it was it was kind uh, of a bear uh but i and i waited till too 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 long i waited to the last i did the thing that i always tell everybody don't do that <laughs> so i did right. spend a lot of time working yesterday but i'm you know what i survived and at the end of nice. the day that's really what's important so uh if you guys did not know this is on deck a podcast all about pc gaming mostly on the Steam Deck. Uh, Lloyd and I have been playing the hell out of the Steam Decks a lot lately. And uh, by the way, before we get started, if you are one of the first people here, watch all the way through. There's going to be a code uh, or maybe two, I can't remember, for some games that you can play. Uh, it'll pop up in the video sometime uh, during the show. Uh, big thank you to Wookie for sharing those codes with us. We really do appreciate it. If you have some codes, reach out, let us know. We can share them with the community. Um, let's start off with community comments. Uh, we had somebody who, uh, it, they didn't post this as a comment on the YouTube channel, but they did send us a message on Discord. And I thought that Lloyd would want to check this out. Uh, he said, yeah. this is from I Can't See, who's a very longtime Discord member. They said, on the newest episode of On Deck, you talk about Geometry Wars. I don't know if it works on deck, but I recommend Ascending Madness. It was made by a studio in my area. I helped test it. Also, Geometry Wars was an influence. So, uh, Lloyd, have you had a chance to actually check this out? Because I think it looks pretty cool. It looks really cool. I have not checked it out yet. It's on my wish list for when I I need something new to play um we'll get into what we what we're playing or what we've been playing uh shortly and you'll see why i haven't picked this one up yet uh but it looks really cool it's like geometry wars slash rpg mm-hmm. um with a really cool kind of almost like a hand-drawn art style um cool looking little game which uh eventually i will for sure be checking out on deck yeah, if you guys have other recommendations for like little indie games that you really enjoy, uh, please feel free to reach out, leave us a comment on the YouTube channel, or hit us up on Twitter or join our Discord. There's a billion ways to get in touch with us. Uh, but thank you very much to I Can't See for sending that in. Uh, Lloyd, what have you been playing? Because you said you've been playing a lot. So what have you been playing, man? Yeah, I've been playing mainly three games, but uh, there's a couple other things that I want to chat about as well. Last episode, I talked about picking up that um, Humble Bundle because of Dragon's Dogma, and then Dragon's Dogma was listed as unsupported, um, so I didn't try installing it uh, immediately after the podcast went live. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It works perfectly well. Uh, So I went and I looked at it again, 
and the actual message on the unsupported wasn't the normal we're still gathering info it was certain settings uh certain graphical settings do not allow this game to run properly on deck we're still adding support blah 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 but apparently if you download it it works uh i had to use i think vulcan six point something i can't remember which version of vulcan for it to run uh, but i was able to get it to run and i was super happy because i wanted to play this game for a while and then other games came out and then i haven't (laughs) even booted it again since getting it running so uh i had a whole week where i wasn't really playing much of anything that that would have been perfect for uh but there's some some different games for us to talk about but uh for anybody like me that was maybe holding off of dragon's dogma um it it does work on deck and it is on sale for like eight dollars now or something crazy it's on it's on crazy steam sales so if you didn't pick up the bundle and you still want just that one game uh, you can get it for super cheap, but I think it's part of the bundle when you only buy like the the first tier, or maybe it's the second tier. So I think it's still cheaper to get from Humble Bundle. Anyway, long and short of it, it does work on deck. I was able to boot it. Uh, thanks everybody on YouTube for uh, dropping a comment that it is a game that is functioning on deck. Awesome. Um, so a game that we've both been playing a lot of. Um, I actually have finished it twice now because it's just it's short and it's really really good. Uh, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I, I I anticipate that we're probably going to talk about this for kind of an extended period of time because this game is so so good. Like I've played a lot it's... of uh, side-scrolling brawlers recently, you know, like Streets of Rage Four. I think that I played that uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World one, and then there was that one that was on Stadia where you were like in the mech mech suits fighting kaiju or whatever i can't remember what it's called i I played that one this one puts them all to shame and i really really like streets of rage 4 uh but Mm -hmm. this one just absolutely drops the mic it is so fantastic uh so just the absolute top level what do you think lloyd just are you in love with this game or are you playing it and be like oh that's pretty cool I'm a big Turtles fan. Um, I loved the original cartoon series, and some of my favorite video game memories are playing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games, either the the home versions with friends or heading down to the arcade and jumping on any of the Turtles cabinets that were available at the time, which doesn't matter what game was. If it had a turtle that was eating pizza, uh, we were playing <laughs> that game. Um, so I, I, I was super excited about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, but I was also very apprehensive because... I've been burnt so many times in the past. Um, I got to say, I I was not burnt uh, by this game. This Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is not only my favorite game that I've played this year. um, It's one of probably my most favorite, most enjoyable side-scrolling beat-em-up that I've ever played. Uh, And I've played, like you, Bill, all of them. Uh, This takes... um, I I think I was talking about it on the Nintendo Pulse podcast, where this game exists... um, it's like a game from an additional, from a, a an alternate timeline mm-hmm. where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game style things didn't end. Yeah. And this is like the seventh generation of whatever engine they were using with all the stuff because it, it takes all the stuff that was done really well in like Turtles in Time or the TMNT arcade game and just dials it up. Uh, so gone are is the the normal punishment that happens when you're playing a brawler um by using your special moves by fighting over who picks up the health pickups all that stuff is gone and it's it's a real a modern take on the side scrolling beat em up genre so 
uh, I'm I'm happy about this game for so many reasons, but I, I talked a lot. What, those are my my quick thoughts, Bill, even though they weren't <laughs> quick like usual. What what were your thoughts go, jumping into it for kind of the first time? So I have to say, first off, I didn't expect there to be a world map. Uh, that was a surprise uh, where you can like go around to, to just play the play the levels in any order you want once you've beat it. Like I keep like I hate level three. Level three, I really don't like. There for some reason they have these weird. Th- I don't know if it's just me, but when it's one where you're like traveling on one of your hoverboards or whatever, I can't remember. Yep. And um, things are going by, and but they have things in the foreground that go from the bottom of the screen all the way to the top of the screen, and they they go by like that. If, for if you're right. listening to the show, I'm sorry, but I move, move, wave my <laughs> hand in front of my camera. And as those things go by, it almost gives me like a little bit of motion sickness. So I okay. almost never play the third level. Like I I avoid it at all costs. That's the only time that I run into that issue. Um, but I love the fact that I can just say, oh, you know what? I just want to go into this level and try and go after this achievement because every level has like these challenges that you can do. Like mm-hmm. don't get hit with an obstacle three times don't let something grab you and of course the ridiculous ask of don't take any damage on this level which i'm i will never ever uh have that will never happen in in for me lloyd's holding up it. fingers you did it i did it on a level and then i walked into a pit <laughs> i got all the way to the screen right before the boss and I walked into it was either a pit or a manhole <laughs> or some trap of some sort, and I was just like, "You gotta be freaking kidding me! That's gonna that's gonna ruin it!" And of course, right on the bottom of the screen, little yeah. X for your challenge. So I almost almost did one of those challenges, but yeah, you're right; they are crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to try that. I love the the RPG mechanic. Well, well, not so much RPG. I like the stat building mechanic where you know, as you're playing through story mode, you get more and more powerful. So like you mentioned before, we have like the super attacks, but instead of taking your life away by hitting the super attack, what happens instead is you you hit the button and um, it, it uses up a separate uh, resource. So you have another resource to manage and you build that resource either by uh, taunting or, well, at least I think with, like I've been using, what's his name? Uh, Splinter. I've been using Splinter and he le- he'll like sit down and meditate and it will yeah. build a bar. Is that that way with all of the characters? Yeah. When you do it, if you successfully taunt, you get a charge of your super meter. Yeah. Um, by immediately. So uh, the, the game is separated into two kind of modes. In arcade mode, you can have, if you've leveled up your characters, you can have up to three charges. So in some levels, I'll just sit there and meditate three times in a row and then continue on with the level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's super handy as a, as a really um, easy way to build up that uh, super charge. Absolutely. So I, I, I like that. And that, but you also unlock more moves as you play. So you get your supercharge, but then you can also do a backflip and then a supercharge uh, afterwards. And that does a different style of attack, which is more like a the, the main supercharge is like an area of effect attack around you. The backflip supercharge is more like a, uh, a straight in front of you kind of like a line area of attack and then the there's another one where you jump up in the air and do a super attack and you come crashing down and you do a bunch of damage that way uh and then of course if you have all three then you can do like some crazy super powered attacks which is really cool 
Uh, I really like that mechanic where I'm continually getting better. It'll say, hey, you just earned more hit points as you know as you play through. <laughs> yeah, uh, story mode is really cool. Arcade mode is what you're looking for if you are more into the old school super punishing you know, quarter muncher of yesteryear because that starts at the beginning and you play through that until you either run out of dudes or you you finish it. Um, so have you finished the game yet, Lloyd? Yeah, I've beaten the game. I've only gotten two of my turtles up to level 10 mm-hmm. or, or two of my playable characters up to level 10 because they're not all turtles. Um, that That, to me, that would be my only complaint is that once you beat the game for the first time, and for me, I, I kept uh, Donatello the whole entire way. So mm-hmm. Donatello was probably level 40 by the time I beat the game, but it stops at level 10 once you get to 2,000 of your points. Um, and you get those points by attacking enemies, beating bosses, or or helping people uh, with the game. So after I did that, it's like, okay, well, it's going to take me forever to level up all these other characters unless I start story mode over again. Um, which is which is interesting. Um, arcade mode, on the other hand, so when you when you pop into arcade mode, you get X number of lives. I think it's three or four to begin with, uh, and you get a fully leveled up turtle or playable character, except with a maximum of one supercharge. So um, it, it's an easier it's way to go through the game. Or is it two? Oh it's yeah, that's two, right. But you can't get the third one. That's right. Two supercharges or two super move charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can bank up to that. And you have a fully maxed out character uh, as far as life and your powers go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of an easier way to jump right into it. Although when you first start story mode, it's not like you're, you can only take three hits and you die. You have a sizable um, life meter. But when you play through arcade mode, your life meter is maybe double um, or, or a third bigger or whatever it is. Um, so it gives you a lot of options to play through it. And of course, we, we haven't even t- started talking about um, multiplayer. There's up to six player local and online multiplayer. So you don't have to play through turtles yourself. Um, so my initial thought of, oh, it's going to take me forever to level up these turtles. It's like, well, no, it's not. I'm just going to go play through a bunch of multiplayer stuff and I'll be able to level all my characters that way. And it should be pretty easy peasy to do that. So um, I- I've just been I've been loving this, uh, like all the way down to the music like oh the music is fantastic listen to the soundtrack it it sounds like oh that's a track from the cartoons mm-hmm. oh that's a track from this video game oh that's a track from this but it's all it's all new music but they did a really good job um making it sound like it's a continuation of stuff that already existed and, and the fact that there's like two members of wu-tang are on one track i'm like really there's like real people that are that are all into turtles as well it's not just us uh uh, us um i don't know nostalgia driven uh gamers it's a lot of people that way it, it's i don't know the whole package from start to finish has been amazing I, I guess the only thing that i'm that i'm sad about i guess is the fact that the developers have come out and said that they have no plans for dlc because oh. i think this game would be perfect they already have like a whole bunch of deep cuts like there's there's bosses that didn't exist in the cartoon at all. They didn't exist in any of the video games, but they were taken from like one particular run of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. I'd love to see other things like that added new bosses, new playable characters, uh, like a, a boss rush mode, like other things added to it uh, down the road as DLC. Um, I, I have a feeling that this game is selling so damn well that we will probably get that in the future. But even if we don't, this is 
right now for me, my game of the year, like it's my favorite <laughs> game that I've played this year, which is ridiculous. Um, but also one of the best side scrolling beat em ups that I've ever played um, from the, the, the dawn of side scrolling beat em ups with the early ones in the arcade. This is just such a good package. And you can really tell that the people that were working on it were not just people that bid for a license and right. got it and then said, oh, crap, we have to make a game now. These are people that love the source, um, the, the, the source comic, movie, cartoon, whatever they, they drew something from. Because there's little little Easter eggs everywhere that if you've played the games, read the comics, even from the movies, uh, there's like little Easter eggs that if you if you're familiar with them, it's going to make you smile when you when you jump into it. So. Oh, I don't I don't know what else I can say about it without gushing <laughs> some more. I'm just enjoying this game so damn much. And it runs like a treat on the Steam Deck because it is, a, I don't know, an 8-bit style, 16-bit style retro beat-em-up. Uh, even though the graphic settings are a little bit weird, you can still get like five hours out of your Steam Deck without any problems playing this game. Uh, which uh, which I may have done once or twice uh, with our maybe once. This game. <laughs> Lloyd is running his his Steam Deck into the ground playing this game, and he's yep. not the only one. I will say this: I've got a, a pro tip for everybody out there on why the Steam Deck is the best place to play this game, and that is Steam input. First off, the game fully supports Steam input, so like when you go in, if you want to adjust your inputs at all. Uh, instead of saying, oh, we'll make this uh, the X button, when you select an input, you can say, make this the attack button. And that's yeah. a thing that's like means that they're using the API for Steam input. Um, so what you do, I like to set my uh, right trigger to be the attack button, and then I okay. set that to be a turbo attack button. So instead of hitting X, 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 X over and over and over, I walk up to an enemy and I pull the trigger and I figured this out. Like I didn't think of it until I was probably on level 14 or 15. So I didn't figure it out until the end, but it's so much more comfortable when you're playing to just pull the trigger instead of going bop, 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 bop. And that's not a skill thing. That's just a, you know, a repetitive stress injury waiting to happen uh, by hitting that that button, spamming over and over. Uh, So I just, I just, excuse me all i did was just bind that trigger to be a turbo attack and turn off the haptics because it's kind of irritating and you will you will be very very happy with that this game is just amazing the art the music the combat uh have you played multiplayer lloyd i have not (laughs) okay Multiplayer was supposed to be something that we did yesterday uh, for Father's Day. We were going to have some family game time, uh, but we had the in-laws came over and there was some delays in getting stuff ready. I had to get the the grill ready for the steak and and shrimp that I was grilling up. So I haven't played any multiplayer, which is so sad. This is a side-scrolling beat-em-up. You need to play with friends. So uh, I need to at least do like a remote play together session uh, in the near future to play through some of this game. We'll We'll have to play some multiplayer, Bill. Yeah, absolutely. The multiplayer is fantastic. I do have a couple of things that I wish that they had done differently. Uh, So first off, partying up, you just hit a button, uh, then it shows you the parties that are available. You pick one, you jump into their game, you select your character. There you go. You are off to the races. Works flawlessly. When you have six players on the screen, it is absolute insanity nonstop there's so much stuff happening on the screen 
it would be really nice if your character, when they get occluded by, like, uh, I don't know, Leonardo's uh, super attack or whatever, if your outline was always visible, because I find myself quite often losing where I am on the screen, and I'm like, and it's not like I have to. I, look around it's like it's a little screen like i'm just looking at a seven inch screen and i can't find my character on there because there's so much stuff happening i really wish that there was a like a thing that either like an arrow that that always showed up that was pointing down at your head that says this is you you big dummy or make my (laughs) character have an outline so that i can see them all the time uh that's like my one complaint there Multiplayer is really, really fantastic. It just goes absolutely flawless. There was a little icon on the bottom, and it was red, showing me, like, I think my ping to whoever was hosting. Right. right. And I was noticing... It it was red, which indicates to me bad, but I wasn't in... in, Like, I didn't notice any problems at all. It just works just flawlessly, and it's it's really, really fun. I ended up... I just was like, I'm just going to try it out, and then I ended up playing, like, four levels... With this group of uh, five other randos, um, yeah, this game is just awesome, and you you absolutely have to play it. I think it's on sale right now for seventeen dollars. If you go to Green Man Gaming, and that gives you a Steam code, so uh, I yeah. don't quote me on that because it might no longer be by the time you see this. All right, Lloyd, what what else have you been playing? Well, uh, my favorite game of the year comes out, and I'm happily playing it and enjoying it and just having a good time. And then we get the stealth release of (laughs) Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is a game I've always wanted to play. It's available on Epic, but I didn't want to buy it on Epic Game Store for whatever reason. And then it drops, and it gets released on Steam, and it's the Integrade, which has the new DLC bundled in with it. And then it was released on Steam, and I'm like, ah, dang it. I, I kind of really want this. And then Green Man Gaming had a had another sale where I got like 40% off. And I'm like, damn it. Okay. Bought it right out. Even though I had a game that I wanted to play and that I loved uh, in TMNT. And I jumped right into Final Fantasy VII Remake. And holy crap. Um, we'll get into this when we get into, uh, into the news. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the special thing about this game uh, when we get into the news. But this game runs so well on deck. Um... I've been playing portable Final Fantasy VII for, I think my timer's at like five or six hours, uh, and that's off one charge, or one one recharge. I can get three plus hours wow. of battery life of this game, and it's Final Fantasy VII Remake, so it's not like it's some graphical slouch. Is that, um, until like, like or did you do like a bunch of stuff to get there, or is that just not, out of the box? Not a lot of stuff can be done with it. Um, there's only really one graphical setting you can you can choose. Um, I turned down the shadow and the texture quality um, from high to low. Those are the only choices that I had. And um, everything else is pretty much stock. And yeah, I'm getting three plus hours on a charge. Uh, except if you're running around one of the big open worlds, uh, that tends to, to sap the battery a little bit. So if you're spending three hours running around outside you might only get two hours but if you're playing the game normally going in doing quests and whatever um i've gotten to i think chapter five so far in the game and i think there's 14 chapters or something so loving loving this game it plays like a dream on deck and um yeah thank you for bringing this to steam because uh as 
as much as someone can get the games from Epic running on deck and GOG running on deck and all the other places where you can get PC games running, I, I just love the simplicity of going to my library saying install this, leaving my deck on my, on my bedside table, plugged in, letting the two-hour install happen for this game because it's like 100 gigs on, on Steam Deck, which is a little bit crazy. But uh, <laughs> downloaded all that stuff. Jumped right into it and expected like 45 minutes of battery life and uh, instead got two two to three hours uh, of, of battery life um, after the download. And it just blew me away, man. Um, it's This game is fantastic. I know it's very expensive for what it is. It's a, it's a remake, but this is a remake of the remake. <laughs> Essentially, it's, a, it's an updated version of the remake that had already existed. And I think they want $100 for this uh, Canadian retail price. Uh, and I was able to get it for like 60 bucks or whatever it is. So um, your mileage may vary depending on where you're buying it. Um, but uh, if you've been waiting like me to play Final Fantasy VII Remake, it runs like a dream on deck. And um, this is where I will be finishing this game. I can't wait to uh, collect all the materia and all the other stuff uh, that you do in Final Fantasy VII and uh, walk around with uh, emo cloud with, uh, with his grumpy <laughs> face and his big sword. Uh, it's been It's been a heck of a lot of fun playing this game on deck. Yeah, it's a really good game. I don't think I'm going to buy it for the Steam. Oh, I will say I am blown away that it, you're getting three hours of this game mm-hmm. on the Steam Deck. That is really impressive from Square. I think that that's awesome. Um, I have like it, you might be able to see it sitting right here, just barely out of frame. You can see I've got a I've got a PS5, and I have a I I had already bought this game on PS4. And uh, they did a special upgrade where it gives you the PS5 version automatically, which is great. I can't see myself buying it again because mm-hmm. I don't need to. And like, there's that storage footprint as well. Like you said, a hundred gigs, yeah. but yeah. man, the idea that you can get three hours on the steam deck. And I, I play this steam deck more than any other platform that I play like at all like my my xbox and my ps5 they don't i mean they get used but not nearly as much as the steam deck it's just so convenient to be sitting there on the couch grab it all right i'm gonna do a level in yep. uh, in turtles or whatever it's so good yep. and my switch like i went there was a, a fire emblem uh the new muso game uh the fire emblem game that just uh that's coming out there's a demo i downloaded the demo i can't be bothered to boot it up because i've been spending too much time playing ninja turtles it's just crazy uh so like this thing i'm i'm using all the time but i don't know if i want to buy the game again but final fantasy 7 remake is fantastic the 3 hours though that's that's a it big is. deal holy cow yeah uh, give or take maybe we'll say two out two and a half to three and a half hours depending on what you're doing in the game and that's not at all what i assumed i would get with uh final fantasy 7 remake on deck so they did a really good job um and we'll talk talk about that in a little bit uh, before we get into what you played next um mm-hmm. i've also been playing a lot of uh elder scrolls oblivion on deck uh downloaded the steam version of oblivion uh, with all the dlc and it, um the default controls that it um that it auto chooses for you i did not like uh so i went and scoped through all of the community ones and i found a really good one that was meant for steam controller modified it a little bit and now i'm happily uh running through oblivion uh taking down daedra and uh trying to be the the i don't know the badass warrior of uh of the land uh it 
plays so well on Steam Deck. And it's one of those games where you where it it pops up a little thing first and you have to choose your little graphical settings. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should put high or ultra. And I'm like, wait, this is like a 47 year old game. So I cranked everything up and booted into it. And yeah, you get like six hours at at like max settings. And I turned down some of the stuff that you don't need that you like. I, one of the things that I always do is I take shadow quality and I crank it all the way down because on such a small screen, you don't really, you don't really benefit from the, uh, the resource hit that you get from having shadows enabled. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the only thing I turned down and I'm playing through oblivion on my steam deck. Like, a hundred hour RPG in the palm of my hands and, and then other hundred hour RPGs uh, in the palm of my hands on that device. It's just, it, it just, it continues to blow me away how amazing the steam deck is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, playing through games like this uh, just kind of show it off really, really well. Oblivion is really, really great on the steam deck. And uh, that's one of the first games that I installed when I got the steam deck. So I, I absolutely agree with you. And it's, it's it's really cool to just be able to um, sit down. Oh, okay. I gotta do. I'm gonna just do this one quest, and you just do that one quest, and then move on, and and you know set it back down and do something else without going to your desk, sitting down, turning on the the, the device, doing all of the stuff. So much more convenient. If you've been watching Lloyd and I talk about video games for any length of time, you know that convenience is our number one priority <laughs> when it comes to, to that kind of stuff. All right. Yeah, so definitely. last week we told you that Steam Next Fest was uh, coming up. And as part of Steam Next Fest, I was looking at a bunch of different games. Um, a lot of them I will like installed and played for a couple minutes and then was like, okay, this is not running well. Like there's one that's like a, an MMO can't remember the name of it fire and ice or something. i can't remember uh anyway it was part of steam next fest i installed it ran like absolute garbage like it was i'm gonna say 10 frames per second i'm not a frames per second snob uh but i turned it down to low settings and i was getting like 15 frames per second so i was like well i'm just wow. gonna uninstall that um i'll i'll see if i can fire and frost i think is what it's called uh anyway uh in, uh, in other news, something from Steam Next Fest that is awesome is Agent 64 Spies Never Die. Uh, you had right. posted something about this in the community Discord, and I saw it, and I was like, well, I better check this out. Holy cow, this game is fun. I just did the demo, yeah. but it's really cool. Yeah, I, I saw an ad for this game, of all things, or a little segment on the PC gaming show that I just had kind of running in the background. I wasn't actively kind of watching the show just kind of on for noise and then they were talking about uh oh if you if you like golden eye 64 you definitely want to check that one out and i'm like what turn turn my head look at the screen and yeah uh, agent 64 it's it's uh, going to be um i guess releasing the early access sometime this year but it is essentially um golden eye done in a modern engine they they're using unity um, so it's as quirky as GoldenEye was with kind of like your, your aiming where your gun just kind of stretches all over your screen for aiming. Um, it, it, it has low poly models, um, mm -hmm. with like bad textures, but <laughs> it's done that way because it's trying to emulate what those old games were. 
And uh, yeah, if, if you want to play GoldenEye, oh, I guess you could emulate that if you really want to. But if you want to play a game that is uh, like GoldenEye, that where the full version is going to have like a level editor for multiplayer and all this fun stuff, uh, definitely keep your, your eyes on Agent 64. I've been uh, really, really enjoying it um, as I've been playing through the demo um, here on my, on my Steam Deck. Yeah, I, so I never played... Uh, GoldenEye. I know that that like a lot of people are going to be like, "Give me back your gamer card, Bill. You can't have that." Um, I never played GoldenEye. I I played Mario on my sixty on my Nintendo sixty four. Played Zelda. I played Blast Core. I played a lot of single player games. If I was playing a multiplayer game, it was at the time on my PC. I was playing Ultima Online or you know a Diablo, like those kind of games instead. So I never got around to playing GoldenEye, and I think I was probably the only one in my friend group that had a Nintendo 64 anyway. Um, so all that being said, I I don't have the nostalgia for this, but it's really good. Like, I mean, what I've played, which is just the demo, the demo's really good. It's It's surprising to me how not needing to aim is still... Like, I thought if I can't control where I'm aiming with the right stick. That's how is that going right. to be fun? It actually is. It really is fun. And for everybody out there who has a ton of nostalgia for for um Goldeneye, you you should definitely check this out. I think that you're going to enjoy it. Uh, very very Goldeneye vibes from all the Goldeneye stuff that I have seen. And uh let's be honest, the thing about Goldeneye that was amazing was the gameplay, not the not the IP. Uh, I, I mean, I right. like James Bond, but the the gameplay is probably what kept people there. It's not because it was James Bond. I think that was just right. a selling point. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it th- this is a really good version of uh, of of a retro first person shooter. So I can't wait for the full version to come out. Uh, to have a better look at it, but uh, definitely go check out that demo. It's up on Steam right now, and if you have any nostalgia for old-school shooters, which I do, I was one of those people uh, whose friends were such, like, screen-looking, screen-peaking cheaters. (laughs) Uh, I built a contraption out of cardboard to separate my television into four quadrants, so only you can only see your quadrant when you're playing, Uh, and we played we played so much uh, deathmatch uh, in 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 GoldenEye. Uh, it just made me smile to uh, play this one on my Steam Deck. So I decided that I wanted to find something. Was there another game that you wanted to talk about on your list before we get to mine? Or no, I can't remember. Yeah, another demo. Um, I I checked out um, Midnight Fight Express. Oh yeah, um, that's a game. I think it's being published by Humble Bundle. I, I think is the reason why uh, this one first popped into my uh, in my feed because they were talking about their games coming up. And uh, this is a top-down isometric beat-em-up where you kind of build your skills as you play through it. And it reminds me a lot of, like, Sifu, uh, which is a, a really hard brawler where uh, if you if you miss a punch or if you miss a dodge, you, you could basically die from any enemy in the game. Uh, this one doesn't seem to be as punishing, but it has a lot of the kind of mechanics of Sifu. Like, you walk up to... Uh, a part of the screen where there's some boxes or chairs and you just hit one of your triggers and you grab one and you turn to the closest enemy and just whip it at their head. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very, very fluid um, when it, um, when it starts, starts to kick into kind of like the battles, like all the enemies are, are, are not waiting their turn. They're all trying to get on top of you and uh, an attack. There's a, a counter system. 
And then there's a, a full skill tree that you can unlock. So if you really like your counters and you want to do more damage in counters or flip flip over enemies, you can put all your points into kind of that skill tree. Um, really loving this game. Really, really loving this game. And I can't wait for this one to come out. I'll definitely be uh, checking it out. We're kind of in some crazy renaissance for side-scrolling beat-em-up games, which is crazy to me. Even though this isn't really side-scrolling, it's isometric. Same Same sort of thing. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to uh, jump into more of this one when the full version comes out. All right, let's move on to Terra Nil. It is a game that I, I put this on the list because I tried it out thanks to Steam Next Fest. And I said, well, this is very different than any other game that I've talked about on the Steam Deck so far. It is a like a world building simulation where you've got like this. And I've only played the demo, by the way, but. Uh, it's like this city builder where you have to rebuild the ecosystem after, I guess, some bad stuff has happened. And uh, you got to go through and, you know, put water down and then use that water in order to plant things. And then, you, you know, you, you build everything up, starting from scratch, slowly making things better. And this is one of those games where you look at it and it's like, oh, this is built around the mouse. Yes, it is. It works great on the Steam Deck. At least the demo that I played worked great on the Steam Deck. I think that overall, uh, you know, just the, the the myriad of input options that you have means that almost every game is going to be playable on the Steam Deck. And Terra Nil is one of those games that it actually feels really good to just, um, you know, put your thumb on that trackpad, uh, you know, drop the little water extractor wherever, and then just pull that trigger and bam, it shows up and then all the foliage comes out and the water comes, the animation in this game is really cool. Uh, that's another game from steam next Fest. It's uh Terra nil. And, uh, if you like city builders, I think that you could probably want to check that out. Are you ready to move on to the news Lloyd? Yeah, let's do it. Bill. All right. So, uh, this is very interesting. Uh, somebody mentioned this in the discord. I immediately took a picture of my steam deck and, uh, put, tweeted it out, uh, because, They've changed the way that Steam is going to be updating, essentially, or SteamOS is going to be updating. They're, they're essentially breaking out operating system updates and Steam updates into separate channels. So now you have a lot of different ways to update. You, you could be updating your operating system. You could be updating Steam. You could be updating a flat pack in the Linux stuff, or you could be just be updating some third-party thing. And of course, you can also be on the beta channel of the OS update and the stable channel of Steam or vice versa. So my first thought is, why would they do this? That's my first thought. And then my second thought is, couldn't this introduce a lot of uh problems where it's hard to diagnose because everybody has, you know, they, they're on different tracks and stuff. So Lloyd, when I when I when you look at this, that the operating system and Steam are on separate update channels now, why do you think they did that? Um, I well, let's let's go somewhere else first. Um, okay. The one thing that that always kind of confused me is um, when we get a um, I don't know, like a, a patch list or, or patch notes would come out and they'd say updated Steam version to blah blah blah. 
And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I updated my OS. Does that mean I have to go into desktop mode and go into Steam and then update Steam client and do all that? I didn't realize that it was all part of the same update process. So I always thought that there was like a two-step thing whenever they said the Steam client needs to be updated. So having it separated out here for me is a lot easier for me to kind of grok when I'm looking at it. When there's an update to Steam client, you'll be able to see it here. Um I think the reason why they're they're separating them is because we we had an issue, I think it was a couple of weeks back where we got three patches in like a very short order mm-hmm. and two of them were kind of like Steam client updates. Um, so I, I think instead of doing like a full OS update where they have to um, download basically your whole file system, um, patch it, make a copy of it, move it over, reboot, all that other stuff that comes into updating a read-only file system that can't be um, updated if you're just updating steam uh, you're just updating it kind of like an application that is already running on your steam deck so to me pulling it out of the whole os update makes a lot of sense uh, but i also agree with you bill where like if if i'm calling steam support because game x isn't working now they have to know okay is your os on on beta is your steam on beta are they both on beta or none on beta like which <laughs> version are you on um, it, it will introduce a bunch of potential problems um, but it also allows them to target specific patches or uh, potential upgrades. Um, instead of having a whole OS download, if they can do something cool right in the Steam client, they can just do the Steam update um, and, and roll that one out. So I think that's just going to give them more flexibility um, because, you know, when when you're in a, a, a big company and you're releasing software um, patches, there's a big process that goes into it because you don't want to break anybody's system that they're currently using. Um, so maybe not updating the OS every time is going to prevent more and more bugs from being introduced um, that way. And they could just update the Steam client separately and add those features that way. You know what? Somebody is probably going to be like, but privacy. What I think would be the best thing is if I have to call up Steam support and they say, what's your Steam username? And they type in my Steam username or whatever, and it brings up what like which channel my Steam Deck is on. It brings up all that information. They can say, "Oh, okay, here's the right. problem," because I, I have run in I, for a couple of years. I ran in which, as a content creator, this was very frustrating. For a couple of years, I had some serious issues with the internet in my house, and I would call the cable company and I'd be like, "Hey, it's happening again." And they would say, just a moment, and they would send a signal, and they, like somebody is like, they're ju- they were just resetting it. No, they weren't, because <laughs> if I reset it, nothing happened. It kept doing the, the issue. Uh, but they would say, just a second, they would send a signal, they would do whatever it is that they have to do, and it would fix it. And I would say, all right, well, you guys need to make it so I, have to, I can stop making these phone calls. And it took a couple of years, but finally <laughs> they did. Um, it, knock on wood, because now it's going right. <laughs> to... <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. Anyway, um, being able to just connect to my device and fix it is really nice. Like when I've called Apple and said, hey, how do I do this? And they say, hey, can you give me control of your device? And then it pops up and they, they're like, now now tap on this. And I they can see what I'm doing. That's really right. good. That kind of thing should be in this and it should be opt in so that uh, it can't be abused by crazy people uh, because we all know crazy people will abuse stuff. Uh, But anyway, I thought that that was really interesting and I I was just curious what, what you thought about that. Um, You ready to move on to uh, 
well, I guess we kind of already talked about this is that um, Final Fantasy yeah. seven. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. This was a really interesting thing. the The whole release of Final Fantasy VII Remake was very interesting because it was announced that it was Steam Deck verified before the game was officially uh, available. So I, I'm I could be wrong, and uh, people in chat, please, or uh, in the comments, please let us know if we're wrong. But this this is kind of like the first pre-verified game that has been announced by Steam. I can't think of another game that was launching on Tuesday and was announced that it was pre-verified on a Monday, say. Um, oh, I get what you're saying. Like, every other new game, big new game that I've seen, has come up with unknown until you install it, and then maybe a few days later, like, Turtles now shows verified, I believe, hmm. but it, it didn't at launch. Um, the, the first one that I can think of is Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, um, which means that there's some partnerships that are going on with the big uh, publishers and Valve as we said should happen yeah. um and obviously that is happening so it was uh yeah it was kind of really neat to get a new game announced and then you don't have that question anymore oh is this even going to run on my deck well it, it had the verified check mark right away when it was available in the store um hopefully valve keeps doing that with the uh the major like big triple a releases just so we know that if we're spending our our 60 us for a title that it's going to run on our deck uh, on day one yeah, they even in the Square Enix presentation, which I watched because I was interested in seeing what was going on mm -hmm. with Final Fantasy. I was hoping to to see something for um, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, uh, Reborn, I think is what it's called. That was announced. It comes out like next Christmas, so we it's, we're a long way off from that one, which is yeah. just crazy to me. But um, I was watching it for that, and then they even like. The guy's standing there talking, and it, he, a little Steam Deck floats up on the screen next to him. And he's like, and it's going to be on the Steam Deck when they announce the Steam version. Uh, so that was really interesting. And, you know, you go back to, like, episode one or so of the show, and you'll hear Lloyd and I talk about the fact that we think that that a lot of publishers will look at this device, the Steam Deck, as a way... They're, they're going to look at it as a, a because it's so popular because it's uh, because it's oh God, how, how do how do I want to say this? Because this thing has long coattails, a lot of developers are going to want to get on those coattails and ride along into the sunset because it's mm -hmm. it's this thing right here. If you get that verified check mark that puts you into a separate area of the store and that separate yep. area of the store where where everybody who's got one of these things is looking that's very very compelling so it is it behooves developers or publishers to make sure that their games get that little green check mark yeah 100% it and like i said there's been a number of games that have come out recently and i've had that thought oh is it really going to run on the deck and it's like most games will i don't know why this one wouldn't but you have that that uncertainty when you're looking at the store listing this one immediately had that green check mark when it was available for for install because I I bought it within minutes of it being on the store and it was already green green check mark verified when it uh, when it was available for download. So uh, really great to see. We said that this needs to happen just uh, so people have assurance that their games that they're buying are going to work. And it's great to see Valve is already a, a step ahead, uh, as we assume that they would be, because they've been a step ahead every every other time that we've been talking about them. So 
uh, yeah, c- congrats to Square for uh, getting this one out. I'm sure this was a, a big heavy lift to get this one running really well under Steam Deck. And like I said, three, three-ish hours on, on one charge is not what I expected when I heard that Final Fantasy VII Remake was coming to Steam Deck. I expected 45 minutes and uh, the back of my plastic on the back of the device <laughs> melting. Uh, and that doesn't happen. It, it plays really, really well without a lot of fan noise, except if you're running around the big city, the big open area city that you get into shortly after doing the uh, kind of the intro of the game. Uh, when you're running around, it, the fan can kick into high. But uh, other than that... It's just been playing fantastic. So good job on everybody involved getting this one uh, released and playable on Steam Deck. That's awesome. Uh, Lawrence Yang tweeted this out. He said, hello to all Steam Decks, Steam Deck and Windows. And then he puts in parentheses, Windeck? Um, <laughs> enthusiast, we've just updated the APU driver on win- for Windows on Steam Deck to address issues with Halo Infinite and other titles that regressed recently. The new driver can be found here. Uh, you know... I did not expect, okay, I expected Valve, because I guess I expect corporations to behave in a way that is uh, anti-consumer. That's just what I expect these days. Uh, I expected Valve to ship SteamOS 3 and then say, look, we made Windows drivers. We're done with you. Uh, We don't need to do anything (laughs) else. Um, Move on and just use, if you look, just use SteamOS. That's the better way. Anyway, that's what, you know, I expected that from Valve. But right. th- they're doing active development on the Windows driver's side of things in order to make it easier for people who want to run Windows to run Windows. I don't want to run Windows, but I think it's awesome that they're making it easier for people to run Windows if they want to. Any thoughts on that, Lloyd? Yeah, I, I mean, I love it. Um, I I can't remember where the quote came from, but there was a, a quote that was done up recently where they're like, yeah, we, we're, we, we we're supporting windows because there's going to be a large segment of our player base. That's going to be there. And I, I didn't expect that much focus on, on the windows side of things uh, because this, the steam deck like partially exists to get Linux uh, running on more machines mm-hmm. and more games running on Linux instead of everything being locked behind the Microsoft tax to get an OS um, license to run Windows 10. So I didn't expect so much focus on the Windows drivers. Um, as you said, once it was working, I thought that would be the end of it. And then maybe um, there'd, there'd be hobbyists that would be making things better or, or tweaking things. Uh, but yeah, it is really great to see Valve um, focusing on that segment of the population almost as, as much as they're focusing on the steam version uh, or the steam segment of the population um and it'll be interesting like a year out how well the windows version um of of things run on the steam deck compared to the linux version of things um is it is there going to be still a large segment of people that are going to be using windows like only primarily just windows or is that going to slowly then start tilting back towards the linux side of things It'll be uh, very cool to see how that plays for the next, uh, I don't know, year or so as as we get those numbers. And just a reminder for all of you who like, you're like, how are we again? How are we running these Windows games on a on a on a on a Linux machine? It's because of Proton, and there was an update to Proton Experimental. Uh, this happened on the 14th, and so that's like six days ago or something. Uh, but the the thing that I, I was reading through it and the thing that jumped out to me 
is it says update file distribution method to save disk space. So Lloyd, last episode, mm-hmm. I think it was last episode, you showed your uh, your Steam Deck storage and that that um, onboard storage was 100% filled. And like Zero I remember when you available. showed it to me, I was like, I was shocked. So uh, how are we doing now on that? Has this fixed that at all? Or did you take matters in your own hands? Both. Both. So, yeah, I found quickly that games won't boot when you have no internal storage. Um, so they would just they would just crash. And it's like so that's happened a few times since uh, first noticing that where I've had to go in and monkey with my internal storage. Usually what that means is I need to uninstall games which aren't living on my internal storage. But there's enough of like the uh, the shader cache stuff that would that would live there so that deleting a bunch of games i'm not playing on my 512 gig sd card was actually freeing um, gigabytes on my internal storage Um, so i was floating around two gigs free um, because of all that stuff being deleted and then this update came out and all of a sudden i have like six gigs free so what i think they're what i think they're doing here is they're doing kind of like diffs between uh, uh proton experimental and proton 7 so the difference is only a small, say, 100 kilobits uh, worth of data. So they just have that download. It loads everything from Proton 7, and then it loads this little bit from Proton Experimental. That would be my thought of how they're doing it. They're just installing uh, the, the, different, the, the diffs, essentially, between the two versions. And if that's the case, thank you, uh, because now I have actual storage. And I'm, I don't have to play the uh, let's uninstall games so I can install new games or play the games that are currently installed game that I've been playing for a while. So uh, good on, on Valve for doing this, because I know uh, other than the shader stuff, all these versions of Proton that it downloads were um, chewing up a, a huge percentage of my internal storage, and I just had I had no bytes available, which was not a good thing. You know, I don't know if it's because when I turn on my Steam Deck, it just shows Turtles now because that's what I'm always playing. I don't know <laughs> if that's the reason or if there's been a change, but I haven't. It used to be that when I turned on my Steam Deck, it was always downloading something. Like nonstop, yeah. it was always downloading something, and I I don't remember recently, unless I was going out and getting a demo, seeing the little icon showing up on the top menu bar where it was like, "Hey, we're downloading a thing right now." I don't remember seeing that as much, and I'm curious to everybody out there who's uh, listening or, or watching this, uh, let us know: Are you experiencing that too, or? Is this just something that's in my head? Because I'm curious. What about you, Lloyd? Have you noticed fewer downloads lately? Or do you think it's just because I've been playing only Turtles? (laughs) I've noticed smaller downloads. Because I know there was a bug before, or or they they addressed it a few updates back, where whenever it would download your shaders, it would download the whole package of the shaders. So say it was a gig uh, total. Every time there was an update, it would download that whole gigabyte again or 200 megs or whatever it was. I'm noticing that my shader updates are now like, like I don't know, 60K, 100K. Like there's smaller downloads that go really, really fast. So maybe the downloads are happening, but they're just happening so fast because it's not downloading big chunks of data anymore for every game that you've played in the last little bit. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Let us know, uh, people who have a, a Steam Deck in their hands, let us know if you're noticing that. Or maybe I'm just crazy. 
Uh, I think I'm going to skip over the you know the fact that we are we already mentioned that that uh, Final Fantasy VII is on sale right now. Uh, so I'm just going to speaking of sales, jump to the Steam Summer Sale, which starts on June 23rd at 10 uh, a.m. Pacific time and goes until July 7th. Um, I am very very excited for the Steam Summer Sale. There's always a bunch of stuff on sale. But the 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 big sales that Valve puts out, those are usually where you get like really really crazy deals. And boy, they are they're highlighting some games in in this uh, supercut that are mm-hmm. definitely interesting to me. Like they they showed off Resident Evil uh, Eight, which I already own, but I want to buy again for some reason because I'm I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> um, they they showed off. Uh, Oh gosh, what was it? They just showed off Red Dead. There was something else that there's Lego Star Wars, which has been on my on my list. And I my guess is if they're showing these things off in the Steam Summer Sale announcement video, that they'll probably be those games will be on sale. Uh, anyway, uh, there then they go into stuff about badges and stuff, which I just could not care less about um, <laughs> badges on the store and stuff. But uh, are there any games? That I geez, Lloyd, you just we, we you just bought a bunch of stuff. Are yes. there are there any games that you're holding out hope for to get on sale next week? I, I have a I have a large wish list, and I'm kind of <laughs> dreading the number of emails I'm going to get about all the games that are on sale on my wish list because oh, yeah. I can't afford to keep buying games and not playing them. But that's what's been happening lately because Steam and sales. Um, so yeah, I, I think. I think I'm good for the next little bit, but I'm sure that uh, at some point um, something will come out that I really want. Um, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I can't even think of any of the games. Uh, I mean, I'll pull up my wish list while we're talking. Oh, don't look at but, it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. I don't really want to see what's on it, kind of, because I want to. There's a bunch of things that are on sale on it already. But uh, yeah, there, there's a, a number of games that I want to play. Um, all the Final Fantasy Pixel remakes. I, I want to pick those up, even though um, I own. Um, I own like cartridges for all of those games so I could just without feeling guilty just emulate them and do it but I kind of like the thought of playing through the pixel remakes so if those go on a deep discount um, getting Final Fantasy 3 and 6 in the pixel remake would be really really nice Um, Mm -hmm. that I, I, I would probably bite on those even though I have hundreds of hours of things that I need to play already sitting on my Steam Deck yeah oh man I I have to say the I had stepped away from PC gaming for a really, really long time because it was, you know, you had to build a computer or whatever. This thing <clears throat> consolizes the PC gaming experience, but you get all of those advantage advantages of the PC gaming experience where games are cheaper and there's constantly sales and you can buy games from a bunch of different stores. So I can go to Green Man Gaming or I can go to Fanat is it fanatical? Fanatical, yeah. Yeah, I can go to fanatical. You get all these different places where you can buy your Steam codes. Paying full price for a game is almost never necessary, which is really, really cool. Uh so yeah. boy, the Steam sa- summer sale is coming, and I think that hopefully our wallets can withstand the 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 pain that is about about to be inflicted upon them. Uh yeah. let us know. What games you're picking up on the summer sale? What games you think, like, if you see something on sale, then you like, this is a really, really good deal. Join our community Discord and let everybody know 
uh, in the in the the deals channel if you find really good deals during the Steam Summer Sale. Uh, Lloyd, I hope that you are having an awesome day, and uh, we're we're doing this on a different day than we usually do. Uh, but that's it for today's episode of On Deck, and we will be back next week for another one. So, Lloyd, why don't you tell everybody to have an awesome day? Awesome. All right. Well, everybody, uh, enjoy the rest of your week. We're recording this on a Monday, which is weird. So I usually say enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody, which you can't unless it's next weekend. And by that time, it'll always be time for On Deck again. So have a week, everybody, and we'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.